and welcome to another episode of the quest for new inspiration my name is katie mashler and as always i'm here to share a bit of inspiration with you guys this week i'm super excited to share with you my interview with inez rubastello she is a restaurant and brewery owner as well as an author of her memoir life after windows which is a look at her life after 9 11 We discuss how to move forward and grow from traumatic loss, as well as how to get into the restaurant business and entrepreneurship. I hope she inspires you as much as she's inspired me. My name is Inez Ribastello. I live in Tarboro, North Carolina, and I run Tarboro Brewing Company, which is the brewery that I founded um, in 2016. My husband and I also own a restaurant that will turn 20 in October. Wow. Celebrate 20 years. He, um, when, when I opened the brewery in 16, I left him to do the restaurant. And um, this past September, I published my memoir, Life After Windows, which was um, a book, is a book about coming back home to the town where I was born and raised after losing my job on 9-11. So it came out for the 20th anniversary of um, September 11th. And um, yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell, I guess. I'm a mom of two, a uh, wife of one. And yeah. Okay, me. so I have a couple questions on that. Well, first, let's, can you explain the book a little bit more? Kind of like... What is life after Windows? How does that kind of connect to you as a whole? Let me know about that. So um, I am a big journaler. I journaled my entire life. And when I was living and working in New York at, you know, 22, 23, 24, 25 years old, I would um, journal on the subway, you know, going to work, leaving work. And on September 11th, when the world changed and certainly my world changed, I started a new journal on September 12th and I labeled it LAW, which was life after windows because I knew my nothing would ever be the same after, after what had happened. And so I, um, obviously, um, you know, continued the writing process and just felt like 20 years of journaling of coming back and healing, you know, somewhat. And I had a responsibility to share that story um, in hopes that maybe some people who have suffered, um, you know, traumatic loss could find any solstice in, in my experiences. And so, yeah, that came out pretty much 20 years of writing, but yeah, just recorded it on Audible in um, March. And so if you're not a reader, you can listen to it. And yes. reading <laughs> it. I am not a reader, so I will definitely check that out on Audible. I am a deep dive Audible girl for <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I really think it's it's cool when when the books are read by the author. I mean, not everybody loves that, but I just I, there, there's something about hearing the voice of the storyteller that I really I really like. Yeah, especially when it is that kind of story that, you know, is your voice and it is like your story that you're telling versus like, you know, a nonfiction book or or a fiction book, not a nonfiction, but um, something like that, which is kind of just kind of odd. But I love that your voice is telling that story and it's 
I hope that I will put it in the show notes in hopes that it also puts some inspiration to people's lives. Yeah. Okay. And then my secret passion or dream, I guess, is to eventually open like an appetizer restaurant. So let me know. Let me know your experience about that. What is it about? What made you get into that business in the first place? How's it been over COVID? That whole thing. Yeah. So my husband and I met in New York. He's from New York and he worked in multiple kitchens. I went to culinary school, but both of us, when we met, were sommeliers. And so we're on the wine side and we're the front of the house. And when my dad was begging me to come back home, he said, y'all should open up a restaurant in our small town because um, it'll be just another attraction to get people to come here and my husband was really funny. Like, no way. It's the culinary wasteland. You know, <laughs> eat the food and a bunch of fried food, a bunch of fast food. And um, my dad said, well, you know, I, I have a firm belief in that if you build it, they will come. And so Stephen gave um, him an 18-month commitment. And we opened up. Um, it was an existing kind of like luncheonette place where they cooked everything out from the front with the panini press. You know, you smelled like the food when you went in. It's an old building and we purchased it with the help of my dad and another investor and just started um, cooking for, for dinner, certainly small plates were like tapas style and with an emphasis on wines. And we converted the um, smoking section of the restaurant into a wine shop. Um, in North Carolina, you can sell wine. You have a um, the luxury, if you're an on-premise license, you can be off-premise too. Meaning if somebody has a bottle of wine and they don't finish it at dinner, they can we can fork it and send it with them. Yeah. Uh, and what, what's, what started as like, okay, we're going to do this for 18 months and it's probably not going to work, is now 20 years old and has evolved. Um, we have food truck that we use for catering our wine business you know we have different clients who count on us to stock their sellers um my husband has been running it um with with our crew you know alone since 2016 so i, I stepped away to do the brewery but from 02 to 16 it was the two of us doing that and you know restaurants are hard they are hard work managing people is hard and Certainly, you know, people, customers are, are definitely hard. Everybody, wants <laughs> some, you know, something and, and rarely are we able to give everybody everything. But yeah, it's, it's, and we're very proud of it because, you know, the, the, um, the food that Stephen creates is really, really special. Not only does it taste delicious, but it, it's beautiful. And he works really hard to support local farmers and artisans in the area. You know, there's no money to be made in food. Certainly not right now. Uh, <laughs> he really did such an amazing job during COVID because we've all always done to go. Mm-hmm. And, and um, yeah, he just killed it with to go. In fact, we, we say that we were the most profitable and we didn't have people sitting in the restaurant when we just. <laughs> the turnover <laughs> rate. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you check out our website. It's um on the square MC, like com, and you'll get a, a feel of what we do. We're, um, what we're really excited about is starting today for the next 76 days, we're highlighting all the people or trying to highlight all of them that have worked with us over the course of 20 years. 
So we're shouting out people every day at four o'clock and saying, where are they now? And the woman we're starting with today um, has been with us 19 years and she still works with us. So that's really cool. Wow. I mean, I read a little bit into your company and I could tell just the heart that was kind of surrounded by it. But hearing your story, I love it even more. I would, if I was in the area, I would be working for you. (laughs) (laughs) You you have a job anytime you want to come. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. Well, do you have any kind of, I guess, inspirational advice for someone either, I guess we'll do both sides, who's kind of grown from a loss or kind of working on growing from like a traumatic loss or maybe either looking to start their own business and wanting to make that jump? Sure. I'll definitely start with the loss just because um, I I don't think people are really honest about like when something traumatic happens, uh, the loss of a person. uh, We'll start with a person. I think losing someone is is the biggest fault. But then, you know, lose your place or lose your, your job. I don't think people say, you know, the truth, which is, it's never going to be the same. It's just not going to be the same. Like we can't hope or pray or wish that things are going to go back to where we had this person in our lives or the efforts. Instance. And so, you know, the only thing that will change is how we, as how we live in this world. And you know, we hope that the people we love, we we give. We give back to them by living generous, courageous, loving lives. And so how we do that, you know, is is, is what we can do. And uh, my husband's tapping on the air. He's found <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> wow. And, you know, for, for jumps, like, risks are scary. Um, and that's why they call it risk-taking, you know, but to... Um, there's something really beautiful in following your heart or your dream and beautiful can be scary at the same time. So, you know, it's okay to be scared, um, but we don't want to live in fear because then we get, you know, we, we can't do what we're supposed to do because we're holding ourselves back with that. Awesome. Well, let's give a final shout out to all of your businesses, both the brewery, the restaurant and the book. Let us know where you can check all of those out. Thank you. Um, yeah, my Instagram is Inez Rivestello, um, and got our businesses uh, Instagram pages that link to our website, and it also has uh, my website, which you can find um, about the book. Like after, awesome. yeah, yay, perfect. Well, I will definitely be adding that to my audible playlist right after this. I have nothing to listen to while cleaning my house today. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I love getting to talk to inspiring women. So thank you for your time today. Thank you, Caitlin. Have a great day. And that is it for this week's episode. Thank you again for tuning in. It truly does make a difference. Make sure you share it with a friend or follow us on social media. If you have inspirational advice, go ahead and DM me on Instagram or Facebook. I am always looking for new stories.